Hey, people. Before we get started this week, we wanted to share some clips of our sister show, Rise of the Demigods, for those of you who have yet to check it out. Rise takes place in the God's Fall universe, and while it informs much of God's Fall, it does not contain spoilers and is a complete story on its own. In Rise, you'll meet colorful NPCs like Slugs, the demigod of spiders. Slugs, have you ever been in love? Oh, well, love is a difficult thing. Love is, love can, can come to you at night and- uh -oh. Uh -oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, uh -oh. Wow, oh my God. And, and bite you. And then oh. you won't know it until the next day, but that was love. No, I think that was actually a spider. <laughs> Rise features an amazing cast of queer players from Chicago that don't hold back when I'm on my usual bullshit. I have a dire wolf that is an animal companion from being a ranger, and I have guiding bolt. Those are yeah. pretty cut and dry. Uh, can, They're not. Can we, I try. know listeners won't try. have a lot of connection into this, but I want to throw you on some behind the scenes. Right before we recorded this, Aram was getting on me of how I could possibly make a bone float. I asked if that would be within the range of my character, and Aram said, What the fuck, you stupid idiot? Why would a bone float? How could you, the demigod of bones, make a bone float? And I'm having to sit here in real life playing this game of Dungeons and Dragons as he tells me this, this, this girl uses her potions to talk magic to wood and make it change form. And how would I make a bone float? To talk magic to That's wood. fucking crazy talk! A hundred years ago, young demigods were brought to the Temple of Udea to learn how to control their divinity and about their place in the world. Some of the fellow player's students, like Malvorn, the demigod of victory, readily embraced their new power. Look, everyone loses sometimes but it matters if you win in the end. And what's the end goal for you? This, being the best student, being the best demigod, having the biggest church. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Having those <laughs> worshipers, taking over a country perhaps. So you have goals. We all have goals. Mm. I have ambition. Do you realize that like seven of your sentences start with we all? <laughs> <laughs> I do try to include the lesser people. Wow. wow. And scene. So join the cast Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash godsfall or check out Rise of the Demigods on your favorite podcast app. My name is Aram. My pronouns are he, him, and welcome to God's Fall. My name is Matt. My pronouns are he, him and I'm playing a level one character. When we last left Sigma, he had been born into his divinity amongst the Sun Elves in their desert oasis. His memories were fractured, but he soon realized what he was, a mind flare, and a hungry one at that. And she sees his eyes, and she searches them, and then her eyes go wide, and tears just roll down her cheeks, and she falls to her knees, in front of of you and her hands are trembling and they kind of grasp at your legs and she's apologizing in Elven. She's saying she didn't know she's so sorry and how much she missed seeing you. Because in your eyes, because he's still there, she saw him and that was enough. Rise, my knight. She rises. 
We must make sure that no one knows this is our secret home. No one yet knows of the Sun Elves. What we must do is find an outpost, the ruins of Sephor, the Temple of Sephor. Myself and several scouts will go there. I will send several on to the nearest town. But another thing I need is I need... Knowledge. knowledge. I can feed on knowledge. I will send kidnappers to Capania to bring me back someone wise. Viadoid needs sons and daughters. We need to build an army. We need to be more. I will ride to the ruins of the Temple of Sephora. I will set up a fortification there, and we will from there launch raids against those false magicians, the elves of Lake of Lake Savan. say at this point uh, she's been listening to everything you've said she's been staring directly in the eye and azari is coming up on her right and she her eyes dart to him as he walks up so his arms are wide like mm. are you ready my lord i'm glad that this has been solved you notice that asonia's hand shifts and she has a dagger mm -hmm. in her hand and her eyes are staring at detect thoughts azari her thoughts are, the first thing I need to do is dispatch this fool fully in service to you. She is 100% loyal. You can see the loyalty. And the very first thing she thinks she needs to do to serve you is kill Azari. I want to stay her hand. No, 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 no. And her eyes dart back up to yours and she nods, doesn't even question it and just puts her knife back, Azari doesn't even notice it. Good. How may we serve you, my lord? I'm so glad we're on the same table again, and Asanya just nods. We will carry with us the weapons we might need in order to make war against these elves. And while our, while we may be few, we need to go to the ruins of Sephora again to fortify this as an outpost. No one can know where the birthing tree is. We will, uh, we will go there, we will bring packs, we will bring tools, things that we need. We may launch raids against the nearby town of Abasti. Against Abasti. We will bring beasts of burden back. Kalgun will know that the true keepers of the ancient forest have stepped out of exile. And those who stand in our way make themselves enemies of the Sun Elves. And they're very on board for that. Especially Asonia, uh, she's super on board for um, that. She realizes in her mind that she has made a terrible mistake, that you are exactly who you say you are, and she should have supported you all along. 
that's how she feels. She made a hundred percent turn right, right there. Converted. So they all go about doing this, what you asked. Now, the this is a very different atmosphere right away. You converted all these people in an instant. In yes. one perfect moment, you converted every Fantastic. everyone. You have abilities and advantages you don't quite know about yet, but mm -hmm. that helped. But yeah, you convert everybody. So you've got a church full of people, basically a church community yes. loyal to you. They have now begun to gather supplies. The supplies mm -hmm. consist of, what they can do is that they have uh, 24 scouts right now. Oh, they, I thought they were only 12. Well, they're only 12, I mean, only 12 are going to, well, some are going to come, some aren't, and mm -hmm. here's why. They need them. Right. They need them to constantly guard and protect the community. And to so, bring stuff in from the desert. Yeah. And it's not like they're 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 twenty four of like like you know veterans right. Mm -hmm. There's like ten veterans and then some youngsters that are like you know on the mid level mm -hmm. and then some people who are who are just training up right. So you're gonna take you know the ten elite with you on this trip. They've got these giant hyenas that they tame and ride. They will be your uh, beast of burden. They're not quite pack animals, so you can't hold that much. It's basically you, the gear you need to survive, mm -hmm. and the weapons you're going to bring with you. Right. I was going to bring uh, explorer's packs at least, some tools, you know, oh, water, sure. food, barrels of water, yep. or clay jugs, Probably not I guess. barrels. I would say you guys would, would ride with uh, water skins that you would fill periodically from either... Um, wells and oases that they're familiar with or from like cutting down certain plants and knowing that that they have water pitchers inside them that kind of thing right but before yeah. we do any of this because before we can water's I mean, heavy because i've only been you know awake or yeah. alive for oh, like no, an this hour is just the plan right so yeah, what i want to do is shit. we want to take we're going to take the next few months yes. and we're going to train we're going to take these yep. scouts and turn them into maybe not veterans but we will train harder with oh sure i mean elves take a long time to consider veteran status so three months isn't going to cut it like 30 years like right we were saying earlier but, yeah. i mean they only have to rest for four hours yeah. you what they what they need is for you to train with the veterans because you need to learn how to ride survive in the desert you know, they basically are like, they, they gonna need a montage. Yeah. yeah, that's what you need. But you need the desert training dune montage. Cause while they believe you're a God, they're also practical yes. and they recognize that your body is mortal, yes. right? And that it needs to survive. And so yes. this is how you're going to survive in the desert. And they make you like a special outfit and robes where you can like, mm -hmm. you know, protect your tentacles and right. all that if you have to. Right. Right. And I mean, during the time that it's going to take in order to prep up for this, I do have to feed on them. Once every two weeks. That is a thing. So I'm going to say that, but also you've expressed the desire. You, you know, you, you want to eat all of them. I it's don't. Like a, there's 120 of them. I want to eat. If you eat every only... two weeks, right? If you eat every two weeks, then that means that you would need to consume 24 of the, 26 of them every year. Okay, it's not too bad. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, but... that's eating way through yes. the birth rate of this community. Yes. You and would I, need the, I want them. the birth rate to skyrocket. Yeah. I mean, and, visual, and I don't care how much you're, you're going to sell godhood, that rate of consumption is too terrifying. I know, for yes. Them to even, so, yes. I would assume, and also you, you, you were selling them on the idea that you need more knowledge. Yeah, I'm going to buy, I want to kidnap uh, the the nearest cities of librarians if we yeah. need to we will buy slaves sure. from abasti right and another thing that i i want to make clear and i've mentioned it to you before but sure. the whole eternal life thing yes i know that i can turn in sigma can turn into any creature that he eats the mind of 
in front of sun elves, I yeah. will only transform into other sun elves. Right. That okay. is what the eternal life thing saying. is. I will not turn into anything else that you I eat. Could. I could. But you're gonna I hold up this, I, this idea that eternal life is just for the just sun elves. Just for them. Just for them. I That's can I can eat whoever. Devious. I can eat whoever. I gain sustenance right. from that. But yeah. only the sun elves get the eternal life. Right. Bit. I gain. They're just food. Right. You are wisdom. You are eternal. Right. Yes. And again, I want to sell them on, you know, we're born of the same tree. We come from the same. And you are, technically. Yeah, we are, we yep. are born the same. Yes. Okay. All right. So then I would say uh, during those months of training, uh, you get, you know, you get enough experience down to ride and, you know, find shelter and set up your, help set up your little tent and all that. Although they do it all for you, but you at least not to do it in case you got lost or something, right? I will do it myself. I mean, okay. they, they do it. That's fine. But I mean, you're one of them. Right? I know how to do it. Right. Sure. Guys. Okay. Fair. All right. You set up your own tent then. All right. Excellent. And you practice uh, until you're ready to go. They also collect supplies for you. And I would say they send out raiding parties to capture humanoids to bring you back food. See if they're successful. The first two, the first three are successful. The first one brings you back a raider, uh, just just another bandit. They basically found a, a a bandit party and managed to ambush them. And so you're brought back this kind of like relatively ignorant, uh, mean spirited, you know, yes. young man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is no ceremony for food. No. 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 Only ceremony for when I have to eat a sun elf. Part of your chamber has been set up, right? This little side chamber has been set up where there's no furniture in it. It's just this room where you pull back a curtain and then it's fully enclosed. And inside this room is just in the center of it, an iron ring set into the floor so that you will come back and in this place will be a bound and chained and blindfolded person on their knees with their hands chained to this ring. Mm -hmm. That is what you will find when you are to be fed. Okay. So you find this young, kind of dirty, uh, long-haired, scraggly beard uh, bandit who um, is covered in sweat and uh, a little banged up. What land do you come from? Where do you hail? They are blindfolded and gagged. Oh, it doesn't matter because you're talking into their brain. Into their right. mind, right. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that's scary. They're trying to speak. Because even though you're in their head, they're they're trying to talk back. So they don't they don't understand any other way to communicate. So they're trying to speak, but they can't. But in their brain, you're seeing images of this land uh, further north, where like along the along the coast, it gets a little green. It's it's not just desert. There are fishing communities up there, and this group of young men, you know, decided that there weren't enough opportunities and decided to go raiding south, where they knew there were many riches being moved. Uh, it's kind of a death wish but young people are stupid banditry right yeah so, so you know so they were bandits in, in a in a land where it's really dangerous to be a bandit but the, you know gold is tempting okay I simply say to him as I am uh, positioning myself and I'm clenching the jaw muscle to bring out the beak. Sure. I say it. There's like a little ivory pitcher. You're just kind of washing off the, you know, oh, the yeah, grime from them. Oh, yeah, I gotta wash the food. Yeah. Oh, right. that's... <laughs> Give him a shampoo. Right. Right. I don't want lice in my beak. Just the way you'd wash lettuce, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm into it. I'm sorry to say you have failed your people. You were unable to stop the Sigma. And then I'm going to uh, eat his brain. 
spine snaps and you remove the brain from him and consume his light. Which is juice. <laughs> which is not as bright as the other two lights you consume. There's like maps and knowledge of the shores up there, fishing, some interesting life skills the elves you know don't have because right. there's no point. This is an interesting loot roll. Instead of lo yeah. rolling for actual loot, I'm like, what do they know? Yeah, what what do memories they know? can I yeah. get? That's fun. Yeah. And then some like, you know, you know, a lot of childhood a trauma and that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, I don't engage with that creature. Imagine your mind palace right now as these inner rings. And they're just kind of like, you know, things appear like a bed or a, f a picture frame may appear. So like the illusion of a room, some like, you know, there may be a couple of paintings hanging in nothing. There may be a rug laid out on this empty nothingness. And so the illusions of rooms are being built around scenes you're having with people. But for the most part, if you look at it from top down, it's just these inner rings with a, represent a representation of you at the center where it's brightest and then dimmer light as it goes out. Enid and Oris are on these bright inner rings. The closest ones to you, they're the most accessible. And this one you've just consumed is now, is now fading along yeah, those other rings. If I was going to describe my mind palace, I might describe it as... Okay, I'm going to try to describe it as a, the, the sweeping camera would kind of swoosh in on this bird's eye view and kind of zoom out from this gigantic maze of incomplete thoughts, dead ends, strange masonry, and incomplete or not really understandable geometry. So if you're familiar yeah. with, with Relaya from H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Call of Cthulhu, that's kind of the, the flavor that I'm going with here. It is a labyrinth mess that I'm letting these souls kind of, that I don't care about, just wander around. When sure. I need to, I'll try to summon them back. Right. Yeah, so. They need a, they need a place to be. Right. So and you're putting them in a place. Just in the, in the labyrinth. Which kind of underlines this idea that they're still real. Yeah, they're yeah. still somewhere in yeah. the in much like the brain has wrinkles in it. Right. Like imagine okay. those are like channels that they can or lanes or things that they can walk down. It, sure. is, it is a So it's like an it's like an endless series of corridors. Yeah, like a giant like if I were to okay. draw you a maze right, right now. It's of, nothing of but circle. corridors. Yes. On until on you on. appear and create a room. Mm. Yes. So whenever you interact with one of them, a door appears in the corridor and swings open. And they come in, yes. And you're in the room waiting. Yes. And then you have this scene with them in this room. Yes. And then as soon as you leave, they get sent back into this endless into the corridor maze. world. Into the maze. There yes. are no rooms. There are, there, are, there are no places for them to gather. There are no Just fantasies of their past life, which will sure. be as memories that I okay. can access in the background. Yes. Okay, that's good. Do they get to go there too, or only you? What? These these people. Do they get access to their memories? To their memories? They do. Yes. They would have to. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They would just project that onto the maze, whatever. Sure. I see what you're saying. All yeah. right. That's also, by the way, what Cylons do. In Battlestar Galactica, yeah. they make a mind maze. When you get to finally see their ships, they don't really decorate or have anything up or, or do anything because everywhere they are, they can project something around it. Like, I, I choose to be in a forest and my entire ship is laid out like this giant forest. And I'm just in this forest doing all my forest things, but I'm still making the ship go. I see. Right? It's yes. super cool. It's super cool. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. You are uh, seeing what you want to see and... And, you are uh, having all these things prepared for you. Right. I've eaten now. That's yeah. good. Well, that you've your first meal. So the first two weeks you are you are given this bandit. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Now, the second week, the second two weeks, they get a little lucky. And they hit a 
relatively unguarded dwarven caravan. Clearly it was meant to be, to not gain a lot of attention, but it had a lot of things on it, including someone was collecting taxes. So, so in this one box, there's 500 gold. In this other tax box, there's um, several thousand in uh, rubies and diamonds and other small gems. The tax collector that was taken um, has some signs of a lesser uh, royal nobility in Capena. Um, obviously, the office that they're holding you know, is part of the royal lineage. You have to be trusted to collect the right. taxes. So in addition to this money that you've collected, you've also collected this gentleman. And you've collected one magical item. All right, roll. It's pretty rare in the God's Fall universe to get a magical item. Yeah, the, that's why. The, yeah, this is very, very rare. They're okay. unbelievably rare. So this is going to be fun for you. I would like you to roll. This is about right. Roll. Uh, roll a d100. All right, twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. So uh, I want you to roll a second one as well. Fifty-nine. Okay. So the first thing you open up. Uh, there's a, another locked box that was kind of set under the thing, but fortunately the elves are clever and found it. So the taxes weren't hidden. They were just on the floor in locked boxes. This box was actually hidden. And inside this box were two compartments, and the first one contained a potion. And this potion had a... Uh, like 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 a really vis... No, viscous is when it moves quickly. A, a really thick, syrupy kind of like dull gray liquid inside it. Like when you looked at it the first time, it looked almost like cement, mm -hmm. right? And uh, that's what's inside that one, okay? Gross. And the second one you see, you said 59? Yes. Okay, uh, that, okay. So there is a multicolored bag. So there's these two compartments and one compartment has an empty bag. And it is all these different, it, it's almost very similar to the sails where it's all these different kind of fabrics sewn together to form this, uh, like a bag that would go over your shoulder okay. and be about the size of this like dice satchel. tray. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat the brain of okay. this guy yeah. to find 100%. out what these are. That's yep. what no. that's what my version of identifies. Yeah. He's already be. been in your. He's already uh, chained in your little Dexter kill room. You have failed your people. You have failed to stop Sigma. And I will eat his brain. Like how you taunt them. Imagine like your little tentacles kind right. of like grasping the side they of his face. They don't know who yeah. I am. They right. don't know anything about this. They were just kidnapped right. off the road. You failed. Eat his brain. Yep. Is that? Is this, do I dare hope, a bag of holding? Yes, it is a bag of holding. It is a bag of holding and is a potion of resistance. Mm -hmm. And how much did I get in taxes? Uh, you got uh, 500 in gold and like another 2,500 in precious gems. Bag of holding and a potion of resistance. Do I know what it resists? It is defense against necrotic damage. Huh. It's like this thick gray sludge, but there are bones in it. Like once in a while a bone comes to the surface against the glass and can be seen. Hmm. I kind of eye it suspiciously with a raised eyebrow and yeah. kind of my questing tentacles reach out to the bottle and I almost want to tuck it away in my tentacle mm -hmm. face, but that's a little too Davy Jones. Yeah, there's so this... I won't do that. But Whatever I'll put it in my robes. Energy, it like you can feel that it is a block against this energy, but there's also trace amounts of that energy that dance on the surface because it needs to know what mm -hmm. to be against, yeah, right? Antibodies. You don't like that energy, 
that whatever that necrotic energy is, you've never felt that before. You've never known anything like that. And you really, really dislike that. There is a there's a almost an allergic reaction to that. Mm. I'll keep it in my my robes here because I know it's a block against that kind of right. It would protect you against it. Right. But even the thought of consuming it to save you against something that awful is just is distasteful. That's mm. how unpleasant this is for you. Maybe I'll give it to a minion or something. No, you could still use it. It would just be great. It'd be like, like if you had to, like, like I don't want to die from this poison, oh, but, yeah, I, I but I have to, I have to swallow, uh, you know, like bath water. I have to drink like <gasps> bath water from, uh, the, from like the scum from the shower curtain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. And I uh, got the taxes. Bag of holding. Very good. Multicolored bag. Oh, that's gonna. Great, great first, Grace first piece of loot. Bag of holding is the best. Yeah, like great. anyone says, the bag of holding is great, the best. Great first piece of loot. Fantastic. Yep. Okay, so. And um, that guy used the bag of holding as his tax collection bag because he'd put the taxes in it. That's what you could see. He, he had this little colorful bag and he dresses kind of colorful. It all fits his personality. And as he collected the taxes, he put them into this bag of holding so that they could never be stolen and he could always keep it safe. And he never, ever, ever lost any taxes. I want to show that like to the people and be like, behold, these are the treasures of the outside world. Totally. This is a sign <laughs> that we're going to, this is a good thing. Right. You do this whole like, it's the treasures of the outside world. And then you're basically just like reduced to a magician pulling a 10 foot right. pole out. Of it Look to show. at this! <laughs> All these colored scarfs are flying out of it. <laughs> All right, excellent. So that goes exceptionally well. So that's that's the first month, and in this first month, you have also been trained how to ride uh, one of these hyenas. Now they did not take well to you. Oh, Sonia is the one who trains you, and she is the best at riding wargs. Animal handling, unnatural 20. The one they pick out for you is slightly larger than the other. So they pick the biggest one out for you because you're bigger than all of them. Mm -hmm. You just are a physically larger creature. You might not weigh that much more, but you're larger. And it does not like you. Uh, it takes an instant dislike, like, you know, the fur goes up on the back of the neck and it growls and it howls mm -hmm. at you. But as it meets your gaze, you feel its mind and its mind is so weak. Right? It's just so small, like this huge, passive, terrifying what creature. Is this? Yeah, and you can just be like, you can just push it down. It, 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 it literally drops to the ground, it rolls its head on the side, and is whimpering. It rolls over, mm -hmm. not playfully. No. Out of fear. Legs no. are trembling. Once it shows me its belly, I'm going to keep it there for maybe 30 seconds or so, and then I'm going to have it roll back over again. And then, um... Who do you look like right now? My, uh, Sigma. Okay, excellent. Disgusting mind flayer yeah. critter. Right? Yeah, it, as soon as it flips back over, it, it crawls over to you, its head down, and it kind of, like, very, very gently, you know, you know, like, offers the top of its head mm. and is whimpering. I want to turn into, uh... Oris. Because he was, you said, lieutenant of one of the scouts. Totally. So, yeah, he, he knows how to ride these creatures anyway. Yes. Maybe his muscle memory will help. Maybe this creature would recognize Aorus anyway. Help. But I do want to subdue the creature as Sigma, then turn into Aorus and be like, cool. All right. So let's go. So you hop on. Uh, so you have Oris's uh, dexterity right now and strength, which would be, uh, so his strength is 14. Mm -hmm. His dexterity is 17. Mm-hmm. And his constitution is 14. Mm -hmm. So Pretty good those, for level one character for right? me right now. 
feeling pretty because nice. all of your points are in all the mind stuff. Yeah, yeah. That works out quite well for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I sent you the video of myself rolling. Oh, yeah. Wisdom and charisma, both 18. 18s. It's really, they really did work out quite, quite well. And did you add the bonus points you yes. get? Those okay, are good. Racial, those are with racial bonuses. Uh, excellent. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, that works out perfect. And now you also have a 14 strength and a 17 dex and a 14 con. Pretty so, good. yeah. Mind flare flex, and you have total domination over this creature. So I would like you to roll uh, the rest of your animal handlings with advantage. So advantage. first, she she uh, trains you to ride. Mm -hmm. So roll with advantage. All right, uh, nineteen plus four, so twenty-three. Okay, so you avatar this. You're like you're like I'm surfing right. the hyena as a squid monster. Right. You actually do show off a bit, right? And right. you're kind of and 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 so you're riding with your sister, wearing her brother's flesh and and we're having fun yeah and she she <laughs> part, part of the reason why she uh why what, the main reason why she uh, decided to follow you and like and like completely turned around is because she saw her brother in you and spending more time with her brother does bring her joy also because again you're just a big empty sack being her brother mm -hmm. gives you joy being with her gives you joy these are feelings that were I guess as a mind flare, you would think they were lesser. Like these are the feelings that this is what the lower beings get, right? These, these little are the mortals, these little thrills. These are what yeah. they get in since they don't have what we have, right? Because you're the this the ecstasy you feel is from consuming a brain of exquisite taste, oh, right? Yeah. So That's ecstasy. Connection through just telepathy. Right. These lower right. base instincts, they're they're the same things that animals have. Correct. I mean However, the hyenas feel this. Yeah, absolutely. This is what the animals are. This is what right? the this is what it is to yep. be an animal. And you sure. and you're thinking that like as you're riding the creature, like this creature that bears me, this creature whose now entire existence is only to be my servant that I, yeah. that I literally ride upon. Part of your intellect is, is like, they're the same. Like this yeah. elf and, the, and this, this, this creature right. are the same, but you're also now her brother. And you don't have these holes filled up. They, they're, they're just empty. All, right. all of you is empty. And it's starting to be filled with the experiences that they're having and their emotions and their feelings that are being replaced with yours. And this joy is pretty intoxicating. Okay, cool. I don't let that I don't want that to take me over. Sure. So I feel like uh, every once in a while, I'll turn back into Sigma. I'll turn back into Oris. Yeah. I'll, I'll rotate between the two. You're making it clear that you're wearing these things when needed. These are tools you are using, or maybe you just choose to walk around all day today like this. But yeah. The, but you. But there's obviously this. You want you're keeping this clear idea in your in your mind. Yeah, that, it's like if you were to change clothes and your clothes made you feel a certain way, right. you wouldn't wear that same shirt every day, right? Lest you never want to wash it. Yeah, you're the Swiss Army knife of people. You pull out the ones you need at the time. Yeah, the one that's right. Time, that's right. right. Tools. All right. So that goes fantastically. Uh, riding goes great. The next lesson is combat. And she teaches you how to mainly, you know, how to, to defend yourself. Not so much like, like, you know, a full on charge or all that, but mainly like, you know, if you get attacked on it, how you control the creature, how you ride away, how you make sharp turns, how you can defend with one arm while holding reins, that kind of thing. So roll me again, an animal handling with advantage. Oh, uh, that is not too good. That is... Eight plus four is so twelve. Okay, so it's tougher 
uh, it's a little harder. You're not used to riding. I mean, the riding part is one thing. You're I'm like holding this the sword with my tentacles in my <laughs> right. face. Yeah. I hold on. I hold a, a sword in each hand, and then one in my tentacles. Right. Like, right. Ah, exactly. Three. Just like, yeah, it's just, it's a lot, right? You're trying to hold the reins at the same time. It's like you just can't get the right. You know, you can't connect, and you mm. keep missing, and you haven't like you don't fall, you don't break anything, mm. right? But you just it doesn't go as well as you hoped it would. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all, all in all, the first day, I would say, is pretty, well, the, the first week, I would say, is pretty solid. Let's do the next week. Okay. Give me uh, another roll for riding. I think you pretty much got down, but let's see how well you do. Okay, 14. So you guys just spend this time kind of like doing long distance stuff. It's not really hard. It's just a lot of like, you know, uh, getting the animals used to you, understanding how they feel at the time. Are they overheating? Do they need a rest? Are they ready to go? Are they too rambunctious? Like kind of getting the idea of how the animals are going to work yes. out in the sands. Yes. And then we're going to do combat once more where she actually brings up another one of the scouts to do some battle with you. Okay. Let's see how you do. Uh. What am I rolling here? Just animal just, handling? Yeah, just animal handling. I just wanted a general idea. 19. So that means that you do a lot better. Uh, there's something about focusing on a person, actually feeling the, the exhilaration of combat. Yeah, and and again, as Oris, like, like there's muscle memory here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going, you know, toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone, showing your superiority that you're better is freaking intoxicating again in a way that you didn't know before and it's 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 something to 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 do with the with the with the doubt with you don't know what the end result is gonna be it was just kind of it was just kind of assumed like not every experiment that the mind flayers came up with would work not you know but there but like if they planned something that plan would happen that's how it was it wasn't there wasn't a chance it wouldn't or it wouldn't get done of course they would the decide and it would get done that's the certainty of divinity. Yeah, you don't have that anymore. There's no certainty. And while it's frightening, it's very appealing. This whole life may be a second chance to attain another level. Great. Excellent. So uh, that goes great. So your your training. Um, Eat sand. <laughs> so your 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 training goes very well, and the uh, gathering of things goes very well. And then your last meal arrives um, during the ceremony. So they're doing a, a ceremony to see you all off. As soon as it it hits dark, as soon as the sun sets, you all will start. You'll travel during the night and you will rest during the day since all of you are vulnerable to sunlight. Illithid and Elven both. Yes. And the first goal- Sephor. Yeah, fucking Sephor. Fucking Sephor. I mean, everyone feels that way. No one's like, God, I miss Sephor. That false god. Well, some people are. There's actually a cult of Sephor that still exists. So there are people well, I, that miss him. Well, I publicly declared earlier yeah. in my speech, we publicly, we declare ourselves the enemies of those deities. I think that's fair. Sun, of the god yep. of order, will, Those are the magic. ones who cursed you. Yep. Yes. So even, and, okay, so let's make yep. that clear too. So I know that I'm not the only Arisen because that was told to me in episode in the last one. Yep. So whoever, I want to, I will keep these contentions alive. So a little meta that I, Sigma doesn't know if, oh, sorry. That's okay. Sigma doesn't know if those feuds and alliances still exist but they do to him 
we whoever oh, is yeah. reincarnated as the god of the sun my enemy whoever's reincarnated as yeah atunia the goddess of magic baros order and who was will one more time radia radia yeah and is there are there any more no, Sephora, Radia, Baros, and Atunia. Yep. They are my they are the enemy of my people. Yep. And when I find them, they will be punished. Yep. Hopefully Ayus is still our ally. We are the secret sons and what did I write earlier? Secret Sons of the Moon, I think? The secret sons and daughters of the moon's yeah. favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Um I that's all seems logical. I mean, the the racial memory within these elves of what, and many and and honestly, Enid um, lived through the entire thing. Many of these elves have lived through the entire thing. I mean, they only happened 120 years ago, and elves have long lives. So, yeah, they remember what was done to them. They remember being transformed. They were other, and this gods, these gods, they told cursed them no. and changed their flesh and and cast them out of their ancestral homes, all for trying to make things even, because the dwarves were cruel and awful to all the other people, to the elves, to the humans, to everybody. They treated them terribly because they had all the power. And as long as things were in order for the gods, the gods didn't care. The gods didn't care what the dwarves did to everyone else. And so they just used them. So the elves were just making everything even and forth, they got punished horribly. All will be made right. And you feel that very strongly. On the journey to the ruins of Sephora, these are things that I will tell myself and try to explore these again and again and again. As you're like getting ready to go down to the festival, um, you hear that you that a meal has been prepared for you in your chamber by chains clinking around and some muffled yells. I will actually wait until after the festival to eat. You start to walk down the ramp and you see that, you know, it is as glorious as the day that you arrived. Um, they have gone to, they have not spared any effort in lights and decorations and food and merriment. And all of them seem as joyful and happy as you've ever seen them. Okay, that was to check to see if my charisma is high enough to try to to want to eat them super, uh, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm right, okay. I'm a 19. Right. Oh, okay. that looks so good. It, it, it is. It is because when it's they like, gather like this, yeah. and I know that they are rejoicing in my ability to lead them, I know that they would easily give up any one of them to eat, and yep. that that willingness, yeah, it's it's tasty, is, is delicious. Yep. So I I want that, but yep. I, I refuse. No, I must, like Charlemagne. I'm gonna say no for right now. Maybe later. I made an Invader Zim reference to Charlemagne. I'm all over the place, guys. Yep. <laughs> it all has different flavors too. Like the like the fierce tasty. Like it's this nice tangy, it's right? Like you know. But but the joy is just this like it's the most luxurious chocolate. It's the it's the tastiest, warmest caramel. It is just this sweetness that lingers long after the meal, and brings you such joy and such fulfillment that it's it's just a layer beyond everything else. But this fear one's pretty damn good too. Yes. And it's pretty driving. Like the other like like this like this luxurious meal kind of puts you in a little bit of comfort. 
you relax in it, you kind of lean into mm. it. But this bitterness, this fear, that keeps you sharp. Mm -hmm. Yes, I don't want to be intoxicated, but God. I mean, I mean, you even get it now when um, you become Enoch. And Enoch. Enid. Enid. Enoch. You even get it now when you become Enid. He fully worships you, sees you as the God that you are, and um, revels in being part of you. Like, this is, this is what heaven is. This is eternal life. Yeah, yeah. I live inside a God. This is eternal heaven. It's exactly, it's everything more than I could have possibly hoped for. Yeah, you're welcome. And it gets to then bathe you in this whenever you become them. That's, yeah, it's pretty intoxicating. You were walking down to the festival and it is a, quite a spectacle. It is as beautiful as when you first arrived. It was the same level of detail. Uh, they put out decorations and lights and before when it was kind of like, if, if there was a theme, it could be called just uh, the, just the desert and the plants and the sun and like mm. it was definitely represent you know it was it was representative of, of who they are there's lots of water and streams and you know imagery that would look like that now it's been changed a bit there is a lot of bioluminescent plants being used instead of torchlights things they would have dug down from deep within this lake uh, and there's children running with like masks they have built and the masks are little versions of you the they're like tentacles, little tentacles right. you know? so as they imitate me yeah. i will turn into enid and i'm going to imitate them as well okay perfect. and walk among them okay perfect so you walk among them as enid and you and they love you they love enid uh enid was a beloved member of their clan and now enid lives forever they see that enid will never die and that you know enid was getting old and you know, walks a little, a little bit of a hunch, was a little bit slower, but you don't, you you walk as Enid, but you're as splendid. Yeah. As Enid, yes, it is the, the, the revived Enid. The revived Enid is forever, yes. Yep. And, uh, I'm gonna roll constitution to see if I can keep from overflowing with this self-praise. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. surrounded by this. And also because like Enid loves you. Mm -hmm. And you and and they love Enid. Would and you say that'll, really a feedback loop? A feedback loop of love. Okay, so six plus the four is going to be a natural ten. It is intoxicating. And again, you're not used to these feelings or them being important or even understanding them. And to feel this kind of adoration and to feel community in a very different way than you've ever felt community. Because before it was about just this connection and mutual you know, knowledge and we all shared one mind. You all shared one. And, and even though you were young and you were more in a subservient position to the hive, you were still part of the hive. These you were still a god. These are separate minds coming together. And yeah, it's a conflicting. There's no. In trying to feel joy and trying to feel happiness, Sigma is conflicted. There's no, they're, they're, those are the lower base animal emotions. Sure. And here I am, I mean, I guess trying to conjure it or feeling it conjured in me. And that, uh, it's it's so, confl it almost frustrates me. So in the middle sure. of this screaming and hooping and hollering and yay, yay, I'm just sinking lower and lower in the chair, like gritting my teeth, trying to understand what exactly, and out of this frustration, I just clap my hands, enough. We prepare to ride tomorrow. Okay. And they all stop. And uh, the music kind of, you know, it's like a little record scratch, right? Right. And the guards, um, I assume, just turn and walk towards your chamber. Right. I right. just, uh, I sim I don't, I don't like harumph away sure. or anything like that. Enough. Right. Good. Great celebration. Bye. Right. We're done. Get ready for tomorrow. That's what matters. 
All right, so the guards escort you back to your chamber, open up your curtain to the antechamber, yes. close it. You then step beyond the antechamber, and to the left is this room with its own little curtain that's been set up for you. That's your oh, Dexter I, kill room. All right, I right. know that the the wretched creature that will be my that will be my meal is here. So yep. I pull aside the curtain as Sigma. Mm-hmm. And tell oh, me right. what do I what do I see? So immediately this there's this woman uh, in her early forties and she pulls against the chain. She's got flame red hair and this it's kind of graying at the temples and kind of you know you know uh, woven back into it. And there's this just just, just fear flowing off her. But she doesn't look away. She looks right at you. She looks right at me. Yeah. I'm gonna look right at her too. Um, I almost want to do detect thoughts, but sure. I I don't. Yeah. I want to. I want her to tell me. I want her to say, I don't want, I don't want to read her thoughts. I want her to read her thoughts to me. You okay. know what I mean? Right. You want to Because so far I go you. directly to like, don't even tell me lies. I know what you're thinking, sure. that kind of a thing. No, I want you to, so I level with, I, no, I don't. I do not level with this food, but I look at this food. I almost do. Right. Sigma confused at this moment. I look at this food in its face and I gargle forth. Why are you afraid of me? Did you say it out loud? Yes. Okay, so do you know how uh, illithids speak? <laughs> Basically, I mean, that's what they, but they can mimic human sounds. They can mimic common and elven and everything. Mm. And they can do it by, uh, according to uh, Volos, they put their own tentacle down there. So they jam a tentacle into their own throat and curl it back as a mimicked tongue. Oh, so if amazing. you want, so you could speak in this like horrid, you know, deep, terrifying speech, but it's, but, it, but it'll sound like common to them. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do that then. I'm going to roll. We'll say okay. So she is more frightened, and, uh, and but is like is like you know her her you know her jaw is clenched, her eyes are locked open, mm -hmm. sweat and is she's beating gagged. on her forehead, and she's and she's and she's gagged. Mm -hmm. uh, she's not she's not blindfolded, just gagged, and her hands yeah. are in front of her, bound to this ring, so she can't move. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean there is terror in her eyes, but she still is managing not to look away. Okay, uh, kind of confused and almost shaking my head like why would I even do this experiment in the first place cancel this whole thing I do my routine where I I kind of shake my head I remove the tentacle from down my slimy beak right. which is gross yeah. yeah and I just look at her in the face and say you have failed your people you have failed to stop Sigma and then I scratch her scalp with my unhinging jaw and suck out her consciousness. 